zoom out and just look at it like, hey, this isn't the the month isn't one in one day or two days or even a week. It's it's 21 trading days typically in a month. You got to look at the the bigger picture or it's the year. So it's just a, it's a it's that bigger picture that really helped me if I was on a string of you know five losses in a row, <laughs> which that's that's never fun or five five days in a row, six days in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bigger time frame helps put it in perspective. How much of having a family, a, a wife and young kids at home helped keep you accountable to those rules? Yeah, um, very much so, because w- when I started, um, so au- so August of last year, I told myself, all right, I'm professionally trading for my my income. So when I first started, my wife would ask me at the end of every day, all right, well, what was your profit today? What did you make today? Which was put some pressure on me, but she had believed in me to to be home. So I I owed her that. Um, so knowing that, all right, got to give her a report here, you know, it did put some pressure. Um, now I wasn't perfect. Obviously that, that NVIDIA short that reversed on me. Um, but just knowing that, you know, if I blow up my account, cause this was my this is real money. This is my money. I didn't go the route of uh, a funded account. Um, you know, if I blew up that account, then I blew up our financial situation for our family. So I had to be, I had to be uh, vigilant about it. And not to say that I was all the time, obviously. Um, but I have grown in that area very much. So did, did having the pressure of the wife, kids, the, the, the money's coming from you. There's no other real, source of income really coming in at that point. Did that make losing more like more pressure on, on your trading in general, or did that that make a loss feel a lot different than it should have been? Yeah. Yeah, it it did because, you know, my, my uh, monthly take home is a high school principal after taxes was 8,600. So that's what I was trying to, to generate, to replace early on. And so you know, I had it broken down what I needed for a daily profit, which I think was like $396 per day. So I I would set those targets and I would have a spreadsheet every day. I input my my win or my loss. So there there was a level of pressure at the end of that first month. I, I made like $4,800 and I was like, man, I'm I'm below what I needed to make. But at the same time, I was like, hey, $4,800 is pretty good to start. Um, so yeah, I did, I did feel pressure, um, from that, um, you know, because some of those other side streams that I was hoping for to work out didn't. So trading had to, you know, amplify a little bit, if you so, will. So for you now, I mean, you're still got the wife, the kids, there's still pressure. Do you think that's the same type of pressure for you? If not, how is it, how, how have you made that change? So I, I don't feel the pressure anymore because um, I, I feel like, uh, I guess, how do I say this? And not I don't want to sound like um, I'm coming off like I'm like an amazing trader because I still have so much to learn. But the, the profits that I've generated since I began in the size of my account, I, I really don't have, I don't have to rely on, um, you know, I don't have the pressure that I have to make something every day. Um, 
so it, trading has been really, really good to me, um, especially over the last couple of months that, um, you know, I, I don't I don't have that pressure anymore. Now, I wanted to know, knowing what you know now, do you think that it's possible to even win every day? Because I hear that a lot about people putting daily targets in place and the ramifications of that. Either you hit the target and then you quit trading for the day, even though, you know, you might have been really on fire and those are the days that you should be trading a lot more. And then continuing to fight and continuing to trade when you shouldn't be trading because you're trying to get back some losses because you have that target set in your head knowing what you know now do you think that that's even possible or is that something that people should shy away from i mean that's that's a great question i definitely over traded early on uh way too much to uh, in, in in comparison now i maybe take one to two trades a day and i, I typically will trade the market open until about 11 11 30 and that's it <clears throat> and i'll check back in at two but yeah you can I mean, some, some, some of the, the trades early on, you know, I would be in the green and then I would go to red. So, and I think that was just a product of chasing that, that target and that number. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think I learned so much through that process by, by taking all those trades that I don't know if I would have, if my um, learning would have been as accelerated if I didn't, but I, no, I don't think it's the right way to go. I would never recommend it. I think it just, it made sense for me in, in the the scenario that I was in. Right, right. And, and do you think it's possible to win every single day? Jeez, no. No? No. Okay. No, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted that out there because I know there's a lot of people that think that way, especially ones that are looking to transition and replace an income because that's exactly what they do is they break it down and they go, okay, well, this is what I need. And then they break it down to a daily level, making it just bite-sized little goals. But the reality is, is, is you need to think of it as an average, an average per day. That's kind of what you need to do. And, and in order to get an average, you need days that you're going to have low numbers and days you're going to have high numbers and you have to work within that boundary to accomplish your goal. Otherwise, yeah, you're setting some goals and some boundaries and some parameters in front of you that are just going to smack you in the face and take you out of the game a lot earlier. Yeah. yeah. And, and whenever I have, um, you know, if I'm having a, a slow start to a month or just thinking back, I would always zoom out and just look at it like, Hey, this isn't the, the month isn't one in one day or two days or even a week. It's, it's 21 trading days typically in a month. You got to look at the the bigger picture or it's the year. So it's just, a, it's a, it's that bigger picture that really helped me if I was on a string of, you know, five losses in a row, <laughs> which that's, that's never fun or five, five days in a row, six days in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, but the bigger time frame helps put it in the perspective. What yeah. would you say? I, I oh, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't think you're, necessarily you have to win every single day and it's it is crazy because the when you're trading you could go through the strings of losses but you you really only need one or two good trades a month and like what what else are you supposed to do the rest of the time right a lot of times you're just battling 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 you're up you're down you're up you're down and then you get like a crazy breakout day or crazy two days and that's all you need and, and then your, your month could hit and I, I think a lot of a lot of what makes trading difficult is the fact that especially you come from a nine to five job you get a paycheck every single week, every two weeks, whatever it is, you count on it, it's there. And you, you but you show up, you know, you're earning something through the paycheck. 
yeah. trading, it's like, man, I lost, I lost, I lost, I lost. And then you have that one big day and people get discouraged along the way to, you know, to, to really get, get over that hump. So it's sticking with it. I think the, the most successful people, in this, the, the people that have all the money in this, they have the same exact struggles that every single person that I had, you had, Tracy had anybody in the chat, the, whoever's listening, it, it's all the same. Like nothing really changes in terms of struggles. Um, just financial backgrounds, where people grow up, where they came from. Like, yeah, that, that could weigh onto it, but the market's going to be the market, right? And just yeah. how you deal with the losses and can you show up the next day? Can you can you get back on the horse? Can you trade? Because your bigger career is your, your next trade. That could be the one that really sets your tone for the month and then nothing else really mattered, right? It's, yeah. it's very strange. Yeah, it's and, all about I, laying, laying the foundation, right? Laying that foundation. And I always feel like the the, the big the bigger losses that I've had, it seems like within a week, week and a half, I always have an equivalent win or a bigger win to where it's like, wow, you know, it's, it's just, it does come down to just believing. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's mathematics, it's probabilities, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're, if you're 50%, you can, you can make your losers smaller, your, your winners larger, you know, that's, it's, it's just math. Yeah. Now you've said that uh, you overtraded a lot and that had given you an opportunity to, I guess, experience the market in a faster, more accelerated way than you would have if you've been taking one or two trades a day. Um, I'm curious what the biggest lesson you learned during that entire time. Do you remember what that might have been? The biggest lesson is that... (laughs) And again, this is it's going to sound so counterintuitive to to my story, but the if you can go slow with trading and be more gradual, you I, I feel like you can avoid a lot of expensive mistakes mm-hmm. because I think when you try to rush this process, that that's when you can really get broken and beat up. And um, I, I, you know, I was trying things that I had I had no clue what I was doing. I'm like, Oh, Hey, there's a, there's a bear candle above the 10 EMA. Uh, meanwhile, I didn't recognize at that point that it's in the second peak in a uh, double top and it's a, a all time high. So it's, it, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if just trading is gradual, if you can take your time with it and be patient and give yourself the time, I feel like that's the the better way to do it as opposed to just you know, jumping into the fire. Yeah, that's very cool. Now, Jeremy, I was actually really looking forward to having you on the show today because as far as I'm concerned, you being a principal and I knew you had been in the education department, uh, I consider you a professional. I consider you an expert in the field. And we've not had someone with that expertise on the show yet. And I would love to discuss trading with kids, the education all that kind of stuff, what you think is appropriate, what you don't think is appropriate. So I want to start out by asking, first of all, do you teach your children how to trade? Oh, 100%. So my oldest son, Roland, who is eight, he, um, we are progressively working through the the young adults trading course uh, on the dashboard. So we, we go through that. All my kids know what candlesticks are. Uh, even my five-year-old daughter, who says she wants to be a day trader like daddy when she gets older. Uh, my three-year-old's uh, still a little bit young, but no, they're they're going to know the markets. Um, I, I don't expect them to be traders, but I want them to at least understand 
money and how to make it work for you because it's it's I almost feel like it's my fatherly duty to teach yeah. them that. How old or how young do you think they could be before you could start introducing that kind of financial in- information to their lives? Yeah, so I mean, I think you could five or six, you can get into some generalities with it. But I think as it becomes more specialized and specific, like my eight-year-old right now, he's pretty sharp with math. Um, you know, he he gets the the candlesticks and the, you know, the, the four different parts and, you know, how to look at the charts and things. So, you know, I think you could start at any age. It's just, it's going to be a different type of content that you're delivering depending on the age group, right? Because we're, I, I couldn't introduce Fibonacci retracements or get into Elliott waves, you know, at, at that age, but, you know, basics of, you know, um, the, the candlesticks, the, the types of candlesticks, you know, that works. So I think it's just about seeing what's appropriate and just kind of leveling and starting there, gotcha. building on it. Gotcha. Now, my next question, you may not want to answer this or not, but why do you feel like the education world schools and the curriculum don't teach this. I mean, when I look back on it, um, every, everything is so outdated in education. You know, we're, we're, we're teaching Latin or we're teaching the the Russian revolution or we're teaching, you know, how to boil eggs and this is all great stuff. But for, for whatever reason, education is so resistant to, to changing um and i'm not sure why but really what what schools are designed to do are to create good employees who can conform who can follow rules um you know and knowing what i know now again still still so much to learn i almost wonder if the system's designed to create that because you know if you have a world full of entrepreneurs or people who or making it on their own without a boss, then do businesses exist like they currently do? So, I mean, there needs to be an overhaul and and what's taught and how it's taught because it's it's just antiquated. I was part of that system. Uh, I'm not any longer, and there definitely there are definitely changes that need to take place. Do you see a path forward where this kind of education could be introduced into either homeschooling? or the mainstream education? I definitely think homeschooling because, I mean, you have the ultimate freedom to decide what you're going to teach to your children. So it definitely can work there. Um, but when you get into public education, for instance, you know, it it's so political. And, you know, a lot of people too, when they hear that, you know, like, oh, what do you do these days? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm a day trader and you get to look like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big scam. You know, people don't believe it. So it's overcoming those objections. And there there are school leaders out there, school districts who are progressive and know the value of it and see it. Um, So it's I think it can work in some schools who have visionary people who are open to change and new ideas. But, uh, you know, there are other other school districts that that are not going to be open to it. So I think it, it, it's kind of a hit or miss, but I definitely believe that it should, it should be taught. Real estate should be taught. Mm-hmm. Just really being in charge of, of your finances, your, your own economy. I mean, it's, it's critical. It's super important. Cool. 
No, that's awesome. I know you have a, uh, you have replaced your dollar. Tell, tell us a little bit about that and what got you into that and what it is, what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so can you hang, guys hang on once? I have to open my car for my wife and kids. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. So re replace your dollar is uh part of re replace your university. Um, Michael Lush, uh, replace your mortgage, Edmund Fontana, who I was talking about, um, who, who does the whole replace your employer real estate. So replace your dollar is basically um, real life trading's education that is offered through replace your university. And, you know, what, what I have had the opportunity to do is take that education, take what I've learned and work with clients from the replace your university uh, world and introduce them and, and teach them trading. So, you know, that teaching background that I have, you know, I was a high school English teacher. I wasn't a math guy, um, but I get to satisfy and scratch my itch for teaching and the trading piece, you know, by working with people who are new to the world of trading. That is super cool. That is really cool. So what's in store for you down the road? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm really, I mean, so much. Um, so working with Jeremy, I mean, has been amazing and just being a part of, of, of real life trading, getting to to know everybody through. I feel like, you know, being in the, the training rooms, you feel like, you, you know, everybody I'm like, Oh my God, I'm here with Dan and I'm here with Tracy doing the, the, the volume profile class. Um, but just, just seeing what's possible. Like I'm just so excited uh, about what's ahead. And I, I want to share, I just want to share this with everybody. I want everybody to know how to trade. I want everybody to be a part of this world. Um, so just sharing that with everyone, but then also to telling my story. Uh, so I'm, I'm writing my first book. It's called how to be a quitter. Um, <laughs> those people oh. who were in, in similar situations, like I was, I was, you know, I read a lot and I was looking for a book like, Hey, how do you, how do you actually go through this? So I'm trying to detail, you know, what, what that looked like for me, you know, how I felt. Um, and then just from a trading standpoint, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to learn as much as I possibly can. I'm really trying to study uh, economics, uh, understand the global economy, the federal reserve, um, I just finished up reading the Dow theory a couple months ago. Uh, I'm just trying to take everything in and I, I want to know as much as possible. So that I think that's the, the educator in me. Just, you know, if somebody asks me questions about the markets or any type of tradable instrument, I want to be able to, to answer it. Um, Cause I, I just, I love this stuff. I, you know, people at, used to ask me like, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And even as a principal, I didn't know, but I can literally say that I, I want to be a trader when I grow up. And like, I get to do that every day. And I'm sure you guys feel the same. Like when it's Friday at 4, p 4 PM Eastern, it's like, Oh man, I gotta wait till Monday. You just get this <laughs> void in your, oh, yeah. in your soul. You're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I haven't gotten into crypto yet, but I think that's, that's next. And I can trade on the weekends a little bit, carve out a little bit. <laughs> I, I feel like that's true with like even just people I know, like if, if you're working nine to five, those people get really excited for the weekend. But if you're like day trading and doing what you love, <laughs> you're just looking forward to like that Monday to start. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. bananas. I don't know. Futures but, at 6, 6 p.m. on Sunday. I'm always looking. Yeah. No matter where I am, I got to pull up the app and just like, oh, gap up, yeah. gap down. 
Or, yeah, or better yeah, yet, you're upset because they just introduced a new holiday. It's like, really? Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> long weekend. Yeah. I celebrate nothing. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. uh, what would be what would be uh, five things that you would tell either a new trader or a struggling trader that's either looking to transition or just having a, a from from your journey, what would you tell the new traders? Yeah, uh, I think number one is just don't don't give up and don't quit. You guys were saying that the people who stick with this and and you know stay after are are the most successful. And I think the statistic is what ninety five percent of people who try to day trade end up quitting. Um, and it makes sense because it, it's easy to give up. Um, but if you can push through, that's gonna the the successes are waiting for you. But you have to put in the work. You have to. This is not a get rich quick scheme. The markets will humble you very, very quickly. Uh, so you have to work hard. So don't quit, work hard, study, back trade. Um, I think having a coach and a mentor is critical. Um, you know, why wouldn't you want to listen or work with somebody who has been there and lived it and can help you avoid a lot of mistakes? And that's what Jeremy was able to, you know, to help me do. Um, and even today, um, and five, that's a lot. So uh, four, uh, four would be take it slow. I said that earlier too. It, the more, the the longer that you can give yourself to arrive where you're in a sustainable position, I think is better because it's going to take pressure off you and you're not going to be stressed uh, like I was. Um, and then number five, it, you know, be a part of a community uh, of people who want to learn trading who want to share their knowledge um you know with rlt the slack group i love just reading you know the, the different posts or charts or trades that people will take or different ideas that they have and the one thing i really like is just seeing a view, opposing viewpoints on you know one chart could look tremendously bullish to someone and then somebody else looks at it it's like oh this is, there's a lot of weakness here it's bearish so just, you know being part of that community there's different ideas yeah, I think if you have all five of those things going for you, you could really make progress and be in a good spot in the world of trading. Love it. And I, I like the word involved, right? So just joining a community, that's one thing. Being involved in it, that's another. You've, you've always been involved. I mean, you can see how you've kind of developed as a trader and glad to have you on the podcast. Unfortunately, we're about just about out of time. Tracy, always good to host with you. Jeremy Ritz. I said it right this time, right? So I got you. <laughs> Jeremy, good to have you on. Uh, and we'll see you in the room as always. For anybody listening to this on YouTube, you're more than welcome to join us live each and every day. We do trade live. We have all the videos, education. Check out reallifetrading.com and uh, catch all our videos that will probably pop up right here. Check us out later. We'll catch you guys on the next Pivot Podcast. Later, guys. Oh, oh, oh.